Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians, Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior, and Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Nicole, you were supposed to bring the champagne. What the hell? Was I? Yes. Darn. You were going to smuggle our... it in by putting it down your pants and coming up the elevator that way. I could have just walked straight in and nobody would have noticed. Dude, we have surveillance cameras now. You can't do that. No one's going to look. <laughs> Here's the, oh, it's Nicole. It must be grape juice. Yeah, they'll, the the engineer will come into the studio on Monday morning, try to identify the weird dent that's in the in the acoustic ceiling tiles from when we pop the champagne cork. <laughs> Who the hell is drinking champagne in the studio? Uh, that would be us. I liked your ideas about the Bailey better. Yeah, we Baileys. should have had some Baileys for our mm-hmm. coffee tonight because it is the night before New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's. Woo! I'm so done with 2016. Me too. What a horrible year. But there were definitely some upsides. A few. We started this podcast. Wait, yes, we did. (laughs) That's an upside. (laughs) What what month was that? Do you remember? I mean... It was before summer. Or, whoa, no, 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 no. It was right after summer. It was right after summer. We started recording before summer. Yeah, because we did some pretend podcasts first to try it out and see how we were going to do. And then, and when I got back from vacation, that's when we started. In July, that's when we started. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it has been a good year for books. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, since everybody and their dog is doing the end of the year lists, we cannot, we can't not do it. We have to look at our year in review. Yes, we do. Besides, there were so many good books out there. It seems a shame not to give them a little more airtime. That's true. Sometimes just 15, 20 minutes isn't enough. You're right, especially when it's a, a good book is involved in that. So what we decided to do, Vani made this lovely spreadsheet of all the books that we talked about. Because I'm a nerd. She's a really super organized nerd <laughs> and we love her. <laughs> So she made the list for us, and we went through, and each of us picked out three. Actually, I picked out four. But of our favorite books, as different from each other as possible, so that we could sort of be across-the-board, well-rounded book readers. Yes, because we need to be well-rounded. We are very well-rounded after this holiday season. I can tell you that for nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're all going to be... we're going to be doing the Stairmaster while we do our podcast in January because we're all needing some New Year's resolutions. <laughs> my New Year's resolution, my book New Year's resolution, I'm just going to say now is I'm going to try to read more of the books that we talk about that I haven't read yet. Oh, that somebody else talks yes, about? like that one of you guys have read and you talk about because a lot of the books I haven't read. Oh. I haven't read as many books as... Martha, Miss Overachiever over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do tend to go a little over the top. (laughs) So, and I mean, I do read books kind of fast. I usually have a little downtime between books. So, 
Hmm. Instead of rereading a lot of my favorite books like I usually do, I'm going to try to read more. You're going to stretch your comfort zone out a little bit. Yes, like um, I'm reading one book that Nicole talked about in the first episode, and then I'm reading another one that you talked about. I don't know what episode it was. Which one was it? Episode 7. Oh, I'm reading How to Be a Woman, and I'm reading uh, Razor Girl. Oh, yeah, Razor Girl. I totally forgot about that one. So that's my that's my book New Year's resolution is that's to try to read some more good. of the podcast books that I have not read. Mine is to read 50 books, which is not actually very many, but I've been trying to read 50 books for 2 years now and it has not worked. <laughs> well, here's my New Year's resolution. <clears throat> this is the Read Harder Challenge from the folks at bookriot.com. Mhm. And it has a list of all of these different things that you can do throughout the year, and you just sort of check them off. So, if you girls want me to make copies for you. Wait, let me see that. I think I used... I think you gave me a similar one last year. This was before we started the podcast. Nicole and I have been talking books in the office for years, and... Every once in a while, she would come up with something, and I'm pretty sure this time last year, you gave me a list from Book Riot. Uh, I did, actually, because it looked exactly like this, but it just uh, has these different, are a little bit different. Yeah, it just has different suggestions on it. Read, read a couple of the things off on that list. Uh, read a book about sports. Um, read a book about books. I've done um, that. <laughs> read a book about an immigrant uh, or somebody with central immigration. Immigration narrative, uh, read a book about war, a fantasy novel, a classic by an author of color, a superhero comic with a female lead. Boy, that's a tough one. And it's very like, I, I love this, the, these like unique lists they come out with because it's not telling you to read specific books. Yes. So you can go find one about that something like the this. bill. You can go, oh yeah, this ticks the box. I love that. Yeah. And with as much as I read, I'm going to have no problem. The sports thing might be an issue for me, though. I think, no, because if you could go read, like, Ronda Rousey's book, or, like, there's a bunch of modern, like, I don't, you could find one that you would really like. Yeah, Read maybe. a book about Quidditch? It, that's <gasps> Quidditch. Quidditch! It's a sport. What, what's the name of that? Uh, what's the name of the, the Quidditch Through the Ages? Yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> yeah. That it doesn't sport, say it right? has to be a doesn't, real sport. It doesn't say it has to be a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> Just sports. Related. Read a collection of poetry in translation on a theme other than love. That is going to be a hard one to fill. Mm. I wish I had my planner because last year I wrote all the, like, I didn't write the entire list down, but I made my own little list. So it was uh, read about, read any book written before, like, the this time period or and read one after that time period and then I actually I didn't complete the list but I did get but a lot the, of it done. I think the whole point of doing a list like this though is is expanding your comfort zone a little at a time. Right. Because a lot of people get stuck in a book rut and that's okay when you go back and you read the same authors over and over and over again but then you run into a wall because your favorite author has a bad book day. Right, and then and you then read you a go, book that you know. That really kind of sucks. So now what do I read? Mm-hmm. You know, we had a lady come into the library the other day that was like, yeah, 
I need something to read and I just don't know what to pick. And of course, <laughs> we had plenty of suggestions for her in the mystery category because I love mysteries. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show that sometimes just expanding a little, learning to be a good book reader is a little bit like being pregnant. Now, I was never pregnant, so I can't specifically speak to this part of it. But you grow a little each day and you don't notice how your pants aren't fitting you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just grow a little bit. Is, is, that, is that about right? I was never pregnant, so I can't speak to that. But Well, yeah, you grow a little each day. You grow a little Since each day. Since I'm the day. only one in this room that has been pregnant. I have an adopted son. Ivani has a son as well. And Nicole's too young to have a, a son yet, but she yeah. may, will may someday. She's a young whippersnapper. I'll think about it. Yeah, <laughs> just for children. But anyway, yes, two the, of them. The, the, the comfort zone can expand a little bit at a time. So this year, be pregnant with books, people. Okay, that was really cheesy. <laughs> that was kind of cheesy. It sounded good in my head until it came out. And then I was like, you. All right, so who wants to start um, in the year in review for three book girls? Do you want me you to guys want to just go in a circle like we all oh, okay. mention one and yeah, yeah, like give like good. a very short yeah synopsis. sure sure okay sure you want to go first yeah <laughs> okay so one of the first books I want to talk about that um, I very much enjoyed is Wayward Pines by Blake Crouch and we've already gone up into like into detail with it however it really. It was very, I don't know. What to it say. was very compelling. It was it one was, that left an impression. It Yes, it made an impression. Uh, it was a different genre than what I normally read. And it it was uh, one that you couldn't stop reading. See, it's, I think that's, that's, you put the nail right on the head there with that. It is that when we're going over this list, they, they're all good books, obviously, but there are ones that have to stand out in their field. Right. Because Where, especially when you read as much as we do, sometimes I read a book and I'll forget I even read it yeah. until I start reading it again. I'm like, oh, well, I already read this book. <laughs> because Just, it doesn't <laughs> leave the kind of impression on you. Right. Yeah. It's entertaining at the time. And right. you liked it at the time. But it didn't leave enough of an impression for you to re- It wasn't memorable. Yes. And Wayward Pines must have been memorable because you remember it. Yes. And I haven't seen the TV show, so I know that's not why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do plan on reading the rest of the series uh, awesome. in 2017. Yay! That's okay, so fun. I'll go next. Um, and I'm going to pick Seven Eves by Neil Stevenson. And the reason I'm going to pick it is because it made such a huge impression on me uh, that I felt paranoid that the moon was going to explode and that we were all going to have to leave the planet immediately. And I was all <laughs> freaked out because it's one of those books that... It causes you to look around at how good you have it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it was just such a freaky scenario that all of a sudden one day the moon blows up and you have, you know, you have two years until the entire thing falls to earth and scorches the entire landscape forever. And the only way the human race will survive is if you leave the planet. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I was very, um, very moved and very... Um, I don't know, obsessed with that book for a while. Mm-hmm. And I got that for Christmas last year. I think about the time that you started, you were reading that is when you were posting all of that stuff about astronomy <laughs> on the uh, 
on Facebook. Like, <laughs> I do tend to do this that. This comet could hit Earth and kill us all. And the volcanoes are all going to blow up. And, yeah. And I, this is why the this is why the government's not going to tell us. Yeah, I never went that far. <laughs> it just kind of might seem like it. Yeah, I, I did go into kind of a weird little funk when I was reading that. So it did make a huge impression on me. Bonnie? Um, one that I was going to talk about was the Cuckoo's Calling series. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this one made such an impression on me is because it was outside my genre. I'm, I like mystery, but usually it has to have a supernatural twist for me to really, really like it. Mm-hmm. And this is just straight mystery and I just, I loved it. The writing was awesome. Of course, we know J.K. Rowling, Rowling wrote it. Under a pseudonym. Under a pseudonym. But that's not even why I liked it. And I have to say, I'm actually reading that right now. And uh-huh. I love it. And it, I mean, it's a, a, you know, a murder mystery. Yeah. And, and it's, it's nothing like. Does it not make you think of like a smoky office? With, oh, yeah. You know. Her writing has always been amazing. I mean, it doesn't matter what she's writing about, it, like her grammar and the way she puts sentences together, like everything about her writing and like the details she goes into to describe every single scene is amazing. But it's not it's not uh, J.R.R. Tolkien style. Like no. it's, you don't go into massive detail but you still get that picture. Right. It's without being too wordy. Yeah. She's good at doing it without being too wordy because we've talked about this before about Stephen King. I like Stephen King. <laughs> I love his writing, but he is too <laughs> wordy sometimes. Yeah. And um, Cuckoo's Calling describes it enough where you get the feel of it. Oh, yeah. And you really enjoy it without it being too wordy. Plus, there was a twist at the end, which I loved. Yeah. And it's about five 500 pages, and I'm about halfway through it. The first one? Yes, the first one, and it like just the story in general, even if you... It's good, right? It's a good story. Robert mm-hmm. Galbraith, by the way, yeah. is the, is the name of the Galbraith. author on that, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it's J.K. Rowling. Actually, that was one of the ones that we, uh, that Vonnie gave to the lady at the library that night that came yes. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. And then I said, she try was, this. Yeah, this, and she was very pleased. I, it's not, it's be, It's a really good one for somebody who doesn't want something that has a lot of inappropriate material in it. It's be, not gory. It's not. It's not gory. It's oh, not come overly on. The sexy. leg in the mail? Or is that a different one? It, well, the he's missing his leg, yeah, but it no, doesn't there go. Was, I think it's the next one that has the leg in the it's mail. the third one. Is it? It's the third one that has the leg in the mail. Oh. oh well, Keep sorry. going. The third one is a whole lot darker. <laughs> oh. Well, actually, I kind of am excited about that. I haven't yeah. gotten that far. I know mm-hmm. he gets threats the entire time, but yeah. I'm only halfway, so I don't know if anything well, that ever keeps happens going, with that. But, I mean, obviously, <laughs> he's missing his leg, and the leg in the mail is a threat because he's missing yeah. his leg. Yeah, and then so. it'll come up later. So. But, yada, yada. yeah, you should definitely read this if you have not. So that's a good one. Okay, so, Nicole, you get to go again. Oh, okay. So the next one is Water for Elephants, and it's by Sarah Grun. And this one is another beautifully written story. Uh, It kind of transports you back in time. Um, It's a love story a little bit, but it's also um, very magical as it takes place at a circus and there's traveling. And if you love elephants like I do, then you will fall in love with the book. And And I really liked it because it shows, I don't know... Sometimes when people get older, we forget 
how much life they've lived. You know, we forget that the grandpa that's sitting in the nursing home has had all these experiences that he maybe hasn't shared with his whole family. Yeah. And there were there were a lot of things like that that made me brought the feels out in me when I read that. one. Yeah. I I absolutely love it. Okay, Um, the next one I'm going to pick is The Rook by Daniel O'Malley and actually Stiletto by Daniel O'Malley. Both of those. But The Rook was the one that I read first in the series. And I loved it because (laughs) because it was it felt like James Bond on Mm sci-fi. It was a very, very enjoyable, wild ride, fun read type book that I was absolutely engrossed with while I was reading it and enjoyed thoroughly. (laughs) So that was why I picked that one. And Stiletto, which was the follow-up, which I read right after that. Yeah. That's one that I have on hold at the library so that I can It's very unusual. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Very strange, but obviously very compelling. I I even bought a copy of it for my bookshelf. So Did you let me borrow that? No, I have it at home. I will let you borrow it. Oh, I think Travis bought it for me, actually. So it was on my, because I put some of the books you guys talk about on my Amazon wish list. Oh, for Christmas. So what What a good boyfriend. So it was one of the things he got me. Nobody bought me any books for Christmas. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I have all the books I can possibly need. I was going to say, you have so many books, I wouldn't even know which one to get you. I know, I know. That's why people don't buy me books. (laughs) Okay, Bonnie, your turn. Um. Another book that I really enjoyed, and this was kind of a spur of the moment book, and it was I Suck at Girls, and it was an autobiography, and this is the one that was really fun, really quick read about the You read that in like a day, didn't you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but it was so hilariously funny and just had me laughing out loud at work. And just, (laughs) if you want something really quick and easy and fun, I would really suggest this because it was just I read um the the other one that shit my dad says that uh-huh. the same author wrote both books uh-huh. and it was funny but not as funny as I suck at girls but it was just one of those ones it was the spontaneous thing which I don't usually have luck at when I pick spontaneous books but that one was a definitely win-win for me it's like hearing a great joke it, uh-huh. It's never funny if people go, hey, you want to hear a good joke? Then you're expecting a joke. Mm-hmm. But when somebody just pops up and says this to you, it t- totally catches you by surprise and it's the best joke ever. Same with a book. You mm-hmm. pick it by accident. It's the best book ever. And then you're just like, oh. Yeah. And yeah. he just gives such a funny spin and all of this stupid <laughs> crap that happens to him during his life. And it's just... It, it was just... Who wrote that one? It, it just makes you learn that all you can do is laugh at yourself. Don't get mad. Don't get angry. Just laugh. Yes. <laughs> I'm really good at that. Be a duck. Let the water roll off your feathers and shake your tail. <laughs> well, I mean, I know that you've said this before. I mean, what are you going to do? It's either laugh or cry. And yep. laughing is so much more fun. Yes. Yeah. I have to agree. Justin Halpern is who wrote that. Okay. All right, I saved my best for last. And okay. I know Martha has read it. The Goldfinch. Yes, I've read that too. Yeah. Yes, we've all read it. We've all read it. It's yes. literally, Martha gave me this book when I had surgery. We already talked about this. 
but it has made the biggest impact on me and like what I enjoy reading because of her writing and I don't think there's anything about this like the story or any that I do not like yeah this is one of those books that you read and you literally cannot read anything for two or three days afterwards because you can't even if you try to read a book, you're not going to remember it. Because, it's because you're lost in that world. You're lost in his life and in the details of everything is going on. I don't even know how to explain. It's like a book hangover. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I've ever read another book that entangles you so much into a person's story that you feel like you're there. The fly on the wall effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know like... Why do people love Harry Potter so much? Because you feel like a fly on a wall and there's this, well, that one's more magical and like mystical. And that's why people like it. This one's more, you're a fly on the wall in like real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so real. And I mean, it is. And you just, it really says something about the writing of the book that all of us had the same effect from this book that we just loved it so much. But what's that really funny is there are some people that really hate it. I don't. I don't. I trust don't those get people that. I don't at know all. how they... the fact that all three of us read it and loved it says something to me because we're all we all have such different tastes. Very much, and we've talked about this. We make we make a really good book club because we all have different tastes, so we can bring something different. Our own, right. mm-hmm. you something know. to show. To say, hey, have you tried this? Mm-hmm. And then we do try each other's books. Yes, we do. Because yeah. we're open-minded. I have not. I don't know that I can do The Fall of Giants, honey. I'm sorry. I know. It's, okay. <laughs> it's too far. It's, okay. it's too far. This I is love historical it. fiction. You don't have to love it like I love it. I may eventually find a historical fiction that I love as much as you love. Well, we both, we've both we've read, both read a historical fictions. Yeah. Historical fictions yeah, that... Have. We both have liked. Yeah. So it's good. It's good. But The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt is one you have to read if you have not already read it. But make sure you don't go into it with a faint heart. It is a relatively long read, but you will not regret it. It's a long read and it's a difficult read in that it's it's not a... sunshine and rainbows type novel right and it's not an instant gratification book no it isn't and but the beauty of it is absolutely breathtaking yeah yes it really was a beautiful book if if you really read this book and put your mind to it you will get entangled into the story so much that you won't be able to put it down at least that's what i was anyway i was too this is when i was reading this book is when i was like telling people at work no you go ahead and go to lunch without me i'll I'll go to Ted's another day with you. I'm going to read my book. <laughs> you turned away Ted's. Ted's is one of the best Mexican restaurants in Oklahoma City. So I almost went there today. You know it's good if she turned down Ted's. <laughs> like Starbucks now, bring me something back. <gasps> Blasphemer. If I give you, I think I have money. <laughs> the next one I'm going to pick is The Wonder. By Emma Donahue. Totally not my thing. It's a book about religion. It's uh, something completely off the rails for me. But it was one of those books that I, I just, 
I was awed by it. Isn't it amazing how you can pick up something that is totally out of your genre that you never would think that you would love and love it that much? This this was a book for me that that was something when I picked it up it was it was something that I didn't know it was going to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It the the explanation on the book cover was not what the book ended up being about at all. It ended up doing a lot of challenging to me as a reader and just the whole approach of the book was so it was a very powerful book. Made you think outside your box. Yeah. Because the whole time I'm trying to figure out the mystery of how this little girl isn't starving to death because she supposedly, they're, they're, they say she hasn't eaten in four months. Mm-hmm. And yet she doesn't look skinny or dying or anything. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out how in the world are they doing this? How are they doing this? Yeah. <laughs> because I just, I'm not one of those people that goes for blind faith. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So to see the kind of thing that came out of this book, especially the way it ended, it was just so satisfying. Yes. So there you go. The Wonder by Emma, Emma Donahue. Okay. And one that I was going to talk about, which was one that I would not have normally picked, was Girl with All the Gifts, which is a zombie book. And usually when I think zombies, I think like Walking Dead and eating brains. And I, I just go for the monster <laughs> side of, yeah. Well, most people of, do. Of zombies. And this one actually gave it an emotional twist enough where I enjoyed the book. I mean, it's not like it's sappy or anything. but no. it like Kind of, though. It gave you an inside look at a zombie and not just them walking around and eating brains. And killing people blindly. Yeah, it, it. I think that the fact that they, that the main character is a kid, b- both Vani and I read it. Yeah. Actually, it was recommended to me by my friend. You recommended it to me Jennifer because Cole. I needed one for the zombie episode for yes. Halloween yes. because <laughs> I don't like, she does I am not, not like a zombie books. fan. No. I don't like Walking Dead. I don't like, I'm just not big on zombies. I don't know why. And the funny thing is, is that now you're picking this as one of your ear and favorites. Because it was was so so unusual. It was so surprising that I liked it as much as I I did. And I think it's because I wasn't expecting to like it. Well, there you go. And (laughs) And once again, we weren't expecting to love these books as much as we did, which is why we end up picking them. Yes. And that's why it's great that all of us have such different tastes, because I would never think to read a zombie book a zombie book or or um like one that like uh water for elephants which i need to see if i can find that on audio because i want to read that one but i i I never would have picked something like that just for myself Mm -hmm. till i hear somebody else talking about it and then i'm like you know what i think i want to try that one that's what this podcast is all about to get people talking about books (laughs) and then talk about books with people in your office so that we can start a revolution. You guys were supposed to help me out with that echo. Oh. Revolution. <laughs> so have we all gone through three? Mm-hmm. I have to throw in one yes. more. Because, you know, I had to pick one in each category for myself. You know, I had the fantasy, the sci-fi, the the literary, and then 
I don't know what I'd even put this in the category of. 112263, this is the Stephen King novel about the alternate history and the time travel. And, and this all that. one actually sounds pretty good. I might try to have to. This read is that another one. one of those books that I had major hangover on hmm. because it was so. I, I don't know. I think we all have that urge to go back and do one thing a little different. Mm-hmm. Just one little thing. One tiny little thing. What difference could a tiny little thing make? You'd be amazed. This whole book really examines that question. And it was, I had such a book hangover. I, I was in a funk for a week after I finished that thing. But it was the kind of funk that was awesome because I got to read such an incredible book. I, I love the way you described it because it has, I haven't read it yet, but it's been on my list. And I, it's one of, pretty close to the top of my list on wanting to read it. It's definitely not Stephen King's usual way of approaching things. I mean, it has a couple of little weird twists in it here and there, but mostly it's an alternate history type book. And it's got the time travel thing going on in it. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you do if you were suddenly handed a time machine? Would you mm-hmm. want to make a huge impact? Would you want to change history? Would you want to go back in time and kill Hitler? Yeah. Well, what if you did? Then what would happen? Well, what would you even change in your own life? Because if you change something in your life that you thought was really crappy back then, it well, wouldn't, then you your wouldn't, life be, the wouldn't same. be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if I went back and changed something in my life, I might not even be in Oklahoma right now. And then you wouldn't be with us. Either I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have had my son. I wouldn't, you know, have the friends that I have now. Everything would be so very different. Yeah. And that's what this book looks at. And it looks at it in such a unique way. I have to say, this is one of the best books I've read in a long time. And I really put off reading it for so long because it had such a stupid title. And I was like, what? John F. Kennedy? (laughs) <laughs> no, that's not the Stephen King I love. I want some weird up in here. But this one is one that makes you think. Yes, it did. It made me think and think and think. I know that we talked about it when you, after you read it about how if one little thing changed, like, you know, when you first moved here, if you would have picked a different house in just one town over, how different would your life be right now? Completely different because we live right on the river. And there's a county change on the other side of the river. So if we'd picked a house on the other side of the river, then my son would have gone to a different school mm-hmm. and he would have never met your son. And then we would have never become friends. No. So you see <laughs> how different it would be? Yeah, it would be terrible. But there mm-hmm. you go. I think that's a really good comprehensive list of different uh, genres and styles that you could choose. You could pick any one of those books yeah, and I was be in great say, company. Any of the books that we've reviewed this year, a lot of these books are ones that have had an impact on me. It was really hard to pick oh, just it was. three yeah. books. I, I, yeah. It's hard. Like Underground Airline. That's one that's on my list yeah. too. That I, can I mean, read. that was really awesome. We just talked about that um, just the other day in episode 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was just on sale on Kindle, by the way, if you're was interested it? in that. It was like two ninety nine. I, mean, I actually have an actual book book to read on the Kindle app, and it sounds really interesting. I'm hoping that I can actually sit down and have time to read it, but it's it's like the psychic, what was it, the, it, it, it kind of tells the scientific side of like Star Wars and mm-hmm. Star Trek, and if oh. stuff like that could really happen in real life. 
That's so awesome. it like kind of looks at the, the physics, physics of yeah the physics of all of those sci-fi shows mm-hmm. to see if if something like that could actually happen. And you, you know me, I'm such she's I'm such, such a, a nerdy girl, nerdy person. She that is. She's I'm like such a nerdy girl. Ooh, I wonder if this could really happen. Let's look it up, <laughs> guys. I just want to give you a heads up. Okay. That and since you just mentioned Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, that my plan is to read a couple books by Carrie Fisher because I've heard they are hilarious. Yes, oh, I was going to suggest that, that, that we read, read um, the very first one that she wrote, which wrote was some. Postcards from the Edge. Yes, I heard that one's um, hilarious, and then her newest one I'm really interested in as well. So well, I'm she was on my list. She was a very interesting individual, bipolar, and as you know, people with bipolar um, before Carrie Fisher started talking about this st- sort of thing in public, people treated bipolar people very poorly. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. they could see the face of someone who is actually bipolar. famous and bipolar, which means you can be a functioning, nice, normal person and still have a mental disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool for a whole generation of little girls with, with you know, these issues, including myself. I have to say that I'm bipolar. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to look at her and go, wow, she wrote a book. She's been in Star Wars. Look at all these things that she's done with her life. Yeah. I could do those things too. Yeah. Well, our thoughts on, on, on mental, um, issues, mental, would you call them dis- mm. is that the stigma? I don't know if I would call it really a it's disability. Not really a, I wouldn't call it a it's disability, not, but it's, it's just disability. like having diabetes, you know? Yeah. You take a pill and... But just the stigma yeah, on there is a stigma all of that for mental has illness. gone so yeah. far, though. And people aren't like what they used to be. No, they're not. People are not as uptight. Crap, most of the U.S. is on antidepressants, so obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. from the time that I was little to the time that I was an adult, just, you know, mm-hmm. it was all hush-hush if somebody had, you know... Sh- she has an anxiety disorder. She has to take medication for that. And now it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody does that. Yeah, I have, I have panic attacks, but so long as I take my little pill, I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also want to read, see if I can find a biography about Debbie Reynolds, because she is... She's another good one. She was extremely talented. She, uh, you know, since I was born in the 90s, I haven't seen a whole lot of her movies, like her famous movies, I guess. However, because I grew up in the 90s, Halloween Town, for my age group, was like everything to us. Oh, wow. It's a Disney movie, and Debbie Reynolds is the grandmother in this oh, Disney movie. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. And she like lives in a land, or like in another world, kind of, called Halloween Town, and she's a witch, and it's like super awesome, hmm. and Disney Channel, they've made four of these movies, oh. and so they were massively popular. See, for my now, age. you just told us something we don't know because mm-hmm. I didn't know Halloween Town. Did you? Mm-mm. Well, and then I found out she played the spider in Charlotte's Web. Yes. I didn't know that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I grew up well, watching that movie a million You know, times. the first thing I thought of, that orange juice commercial that's on TV right now. Good mm-hmm. morning. Good morning. It's all over the TV every morning. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, that was Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, I've, I don't think I've... Ever seen Singing in the Rain? And if I have, oh, I was really little. Oh, it was such little. a great movie. Yeah. But then, yeah, I don't know. My mom was telling me a lot about her. Those are, those are good goals to have because yeah. 
It's sad that sometimes we don't celebrate people's greatness until they've passed away. Mm -hmm. And we did have a very, very bad year for celebrity deaths this year. Yes. A lot of good musicians, a lot of good writers. The guy who wrote Watership Down died a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. On Christmas Eve. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a massive, massive loss in 2016. I still can't believe that George Michaels died. I know. Oh, my gosh. Christmas Day, too. Uh, Listening to him. And Prince and David Bowie. Right, and Prince and... Yeah, yeah we could a go lot of great on. There's ones. a huge list. So we're hoping that 2017 will be a better year and we will not see that kind of loss. Yeah. But Maybe we can celebrate some of these celebrities before they die. That would not be <laughs> a bad idea icons. at all. So we need to talk about what we're going to start off with in the new year. Uh, we are going to have a guest next week. One of the guys from the radio station here that I've been trading books with back and forth. He kind of likes the sci-fi stuff like I do. Mm-hmm. So anytime I can have a conversation with somebody in the office about a book, I'm all about that. <laughs> and he actually lent me a book, too. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, he's got to be on the show. So he was, he'll be on the show next week. And then the following week, we're going to try to get an actual writer on. Oh, that would be interesting. That'll be fun. Well, and he's also a podcaster, too. So (laughs) So we're going to try to get him on. And then uh, we've just got a whole list of people just wanting to be on the show. That's good, though. Which is excellent. That means we're so popular that people want to be with us. They want to be us. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we'll have to say next week, I'm going to try to get out of my book rut and review something that's not a historical fiction. Because I've done historical fiction for about a month straight now. <laughs> and what about you, Nicole? What are, you, what are your plans? I actually have like an entire list of stuff I need to read. Um, one, it's been on a bestseller list. Like I've seen it everywhere and it's called Truly Madly Guilty by Ooh. Leanne Moriarty. And yes. I got it on Kindle. I'm so glad you're going to read that because I read... Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. um, and I was going to use that as um, as a book one week, and then I read something else and got distracted. And but they're actually going to make a movie about Big Little Lies, yeah. Which was so if you, if you like uh, Truly Madly Deeply, then we'll also talk about Big Little Lies. And then I don't know. I have so many. I have, and this one's been out for a long time. How do how to win friends and influence people. Cause another thing I wanted to start doing is uh, reading books on like how to improve yourself, like in the workplace or just in general, not like necessarily self help books, but I I enjoy reading the psychology of, of how you can do better or like make it. And that is a classic, classic. I've heard people who don't even read. Most salespeople are, required to read that book because it is such an incredible it's it's an an incredible way to approach life yeah so i look forward to seeing the way you feel about that so we'll see which one i read first (laughs) well girls sounds like we have some interesting books coming up we had ourselves a really freaking awesome year we did. We did. We I will rocked. have to say, though, I'm not going to be out of my book rep for very long because <laughs> I want to read War and Peace and yeah. that's a historical <laughs> yeah. novel. And I have a couple other ones that I haven't talked about that I really liked. And Have you ever read Gun with the Wind? I watched the movie. I haven't read the that's book. That's another one she should probably read, huh? My mom, that was like the first course, movie was... she ever went to see with her, her mom. Uh-huh. And it was at a drive-in and she, she used to 
was telling me about that one time. She mm. said she loves it. I like it. It's a very dramatic. Dramatic. Well, and it's, yeah. Yes, but it's also got. I don't think that book is going to be as, I bet you the book's not as dramatic as. Probably not. Probably not. But I wouldn't. I'm sure it's still. I remember my mother read it, but my mother was a romance novel reader. So nine times out of 10, I did not read what she wrote, read, Mm -hmm. read, because I don't really care for. The romance. No. Heaving bosoms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are so strong. You are so. Yeah. We're, we're not going to go there. I almost almost went into the song. What That's movie was that in? The Sweetest Thing. The Sweetest Thing. The yeah. Penis Song. The Penis Song. <laughs> penis is so... Oh, yeah. But that's three times we've said that word on this show. I know. What's Watch up it. with our penis Do we need to start keeping tonight? a tally on this? Let me we just should. write this down. Penis. 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 One, two, three tallies. <laughs> We're gonna get an X rating. Oh wait, that's watch four. Out, you girls, maybe we have been drinking in you this podcast. Mouth. <laughs> you can use a euphemism such as John Thomas Willie <laughs> or Trouser Snake. <laughs> There's a video that I saw the other day of a cop like searching a guy, and then he puts his hand down there to make sure there's not a weapon. He starts like, you can see him like feeling it. And then it's like off to the side, I guess. And then the cop's like, what's this? And the guy's like, my penis. And the <laughs> cop's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. Sorry. That's a great place to conceal a weapon. Just put it right next to the old knocker. <laughs> That's my nightstick, officer. What'd you say? You want to put that next to your what? Oh. <laughs> uh... What a beautiful year it was, girls. What a beautiful year for books. Okay, so I guess we will see you in 2017 for... Three Book Girls.